0: Think about driving in a car with your depression. Sometimes it's in the trunk, sometimes it's in the back seat, sometimes it's close in the passenger seat, and then sometimes it takes over the fucking wheel. What can we do as men to kick depression into that passenger seat, the back seat, and then finally the trunk and take over the wheel so that we can drive the car that is our lives to the destination where we want to go? So here's a question. Why are so many men struggling to be a man these days? Now with 70% of divorces being initiated by women and 80% of suicides being men, clearly we men are missing something. And that something is actually very simple. We are not training to become better men. Now just like in the gym, if you want to be stronger in the bedroom, in your own head and in the purpose you are here to fulfill, you've got to train for it. And that's exactly what we do on Inspired by Impact as we work towards igniting the impact we wish to see in our world. Now let's get to it. Hello there again, my friend. It is Coach Carl here and we are diving into episode number, what do we got? 31 of Inspired by Impact. And this is part three of four that I got from a a really short video from Alex Ramosi on YouTube and that video was entitled how to grow an audience when you have zero followers and I'll make sure I put that (coughs) excuse me link in the show notes now this mental muscle-up this episode is entitled why are most men miserably mediocre and when I say most men guess who falls into that category old Carl for sure It, it it's interesting It's definitely a sliding scale and everything is relative. So relative to old Carl, I'm definitely not mediocre, but relative to where Carl wants to be 90 days from now, I would definitely say I am. So I'm on this journey and we're all going to be on our own journey. We're all going to be on different points, but I'm just recording all these so that you can share in this journey with me and hopefully we can be a part of each other's journeys because... Like I always say, pain shared is pain divided. Success shared is success multiplied. And if you want to improve the quality of your life, the first place I would start would be improving the quality of the relationships you have with the men in your life. All right. That being said, if you haven't already done so, make sure you click on the link in the show notes to get to get your free mental muscle up. Blueprint that is going to make these episodes make so much more sense because what is the mental muscle up? It is four simple yet powerful questions that allow you to go from inspiration to implementation to ultimately ignite the impact you wish to see in your world. And here's how it goes every single one of these episodes, when I'm listening to something or watching a video like the one I mentioned from Alex Ramosi, I find a quote and right from there I stop and then I take that quote and I run it through the four questions. And the very first thing that I want to do though is I want to assess okay, which area of the prep work am I working on today? Now, the prep work, really simple as an acronym PREP, physical, or sorry, purpose, health, and fitness, relationship, health, and fitness, emotional health, and fitness, and physical health and fitness. Because just like going to the gym, if you go in with no idea what you want to do, then you're probably going to have a half-assed workout. Whereas if you go in with a specific game plan, specific body parts, specific muscle groups you want to work, it works out a lot better. So that is what we are doing today. So before I even dive into this, I want you to do one thing above all. I want you to listen for what will become your notable quotable. Okay, somewhere in this episode, it may be the one I picked from Alex, it may be something I say, it may even be something that comes to you in your mind, but as soon as you get that, I want you to fucking hit pause, pull over if you're driving and listening to this, if you're walking the dogs, stop and just take a, like take it. when I walk my dogs, <coughs> I used to anyways, I don't take my phone when I walk my dogs anymore, just because it's it's us time, but anyways, whenever I'm going for a walk by myself, for example, and I'm listening to a podcast. I'll just take out my phone and I'll take a snapshot of the, or a screenshot of the timestamp, and then I know where the notable quotable is. So anyways, that's what I want you to do. First and foremost, make sure you are listening for your notable quotable. So let's dive into this. First things first, which area of the prep work are we tackling today? And since this is part three, we are diving into the third part of the prep work, which is emotional health and fitness. And this is an area which, in my opinion, is a top contender For the lead domino spot with most men. Because this is an area that we neglect. This is an area that our muscles are very, very atrophied in. In that they just haven't been worked out for a long time. Or perhaps at all. And can definitely use a lot of work. Anyways. (laughs) Question number one. This is question number one of the mental muscle up. What is your situation? In other words. When we have a problem or challenge that we're facing in any area of the prep work. We want to phrase it in the form of a question. So that we can come up with an answer. (coughs) So we're gonna come up with a quality question. So long story short for this situation, I'm asking myself, what is it gonna take for me to finally succeed? So let me put that on you. What is it going to take for you to finally succeed? Now, I've been at this entrepreneur game for over six years now, and I'm still nowhere close to where I wanna be. Now, I'm tired of waking up not knowing if I'll have money in a few months, I'm tired of not being paid what I'm worth, I'm tired of not asking for what I'm worth, which is why I'm not being paid what I'm worth. I'm tired of not sharing myself to the scale that I want to. I'm tired of people not fucking getting it and they're not getting it because I'm not giving it. And I'm tired of trying everything and having nothing work, which is work, which is horseshit because anybody who says they tried everything and it hasn't worked, I'm just gonna, I'll speak to old Carl. First of all, old Carl fuck you you haven't tried everything and secondly most likely you tried something for a very short period of time decided it didn't work and then gave up before it had a chance to work anyways most like most most of all though i am super tired of the emotional roller coaster of feeling great one day and then feeling like shit the next side note that roller coaster seems to for the last i'm going to say 5 6 days come to an end like I've just I've been feeling absolutely amazing since I've made some very simple shifts in some fundamental habits that I have and it is it is crazy I'm I'm back to being old Carl in, in in a good way in terms of experiencing more joy than I have in a really long time but let's get back to this I honestly wonder sometimes if I should just go back and get a job and give up on whatever dreams I had because this just doesn't seem to be working out for me so if you are a man who is in the entrepreneur space or the entrepreneur space you can probably relate to that where it's like, I had a really good corporate job. I actually really enjoyed my job. I got a lot of satisfaction out of it. It had nothing to do with my purpose, which is why I left, but it was really good. It was high paying, like just, it was a really good job for me. It allowed me, and it was the perfect job for having a side hustle. But anyways, I just, I've been contemplating for a while. Should I just get a nine to five? Because maybe this isn't, maybe I'm not cut out for this. But at the end of the situation, remember, we want a question that we are eventually going to answer with some action at the end. So what is the quality question that I'm going to have you consider and that I am considering? Here it is. What can I do to become the master of my emotions so that no matter what weather is inside of me, I am still able to continue along the path to success. So let me pose that on you. What can you do to become the master of your emotions? So that no matter what weather is inside of you, you are still able to continue along your path to success. So what are we going to take from Alex to fuel this mental muscle up? And that is the notable quotable. And this is the third one I got from his video. In that seven minute video, there's probably like 15 I could have used. So this is what he had to say. I think we all need ways to decrease our emotional ups and downs in the game of business because like we need to have second lives, the third lives and the fourth lives. And the way do that, the way to do that is not to put your life, your game playing life, in something that you can't control, but putting all your game playing life in the things you can. I'm going to emphasize the last part of that. The way that you do that is to not put your life, your game playing life in something that you can't control, but putting all your game-playing life in the things you can. So side note here. I really, one of the realizations that I've come to many, many times as a a result of crushing goal after goal after goal and then getting there and (laughs) kind of having that feeling and maybe you've experienced this yourself, like, man, is this all there is? Or the pleasure of achieving that goal was extremely short-lived and it wasn't nearly as, elation-inducing as you anticipated. And this is what I'm gonna have you consider because I'm considering it myself. Actually, this has kind of become a truth for me. Success is a feeling state, not a physical state. Ask anyone who has achieved any level of success in any area of life, and they're probably gonna tell you that even after achieving it, at some point, they felt like a failure. Now, that being said, said, later on, you're gonna see that we're gonna take a very different perspective on what success really is. So question number two, what is your transformation? This is where we list four things that we don't want and then flip them on their ass to get crystal clear on what we do want. Because ask anybody who's been in the personal development game, the fitness game, wherever, whatever. And if you don't know where you're going, plain and simple, you're fucked. That's it. Like there's, I I make this analogy all the time. Don't just go to the gym and just haphazardly go from machine or weight, whatever, or cardio equipment, haphazardly like you got yeah, got to have a game plan you got to know where you're going so you know what equipment to be using anyways what don't i want four things number one i don't want to wake up and feel like i have no hope of achieving my goals i don't want to let my fears and doubts keep me from pulling the trigger on the things that i know could change my life and the lives of so many men all over the globe and therefore families and communities i don't want to feel totally out of control and like i'm a slave to my emotions side note there that happens for the past, up until about five days ago, it happened so much, it felt like I was just in these constant, like more often than not actually, in these constant battles with my emotions and they were constantly directing me to do shit that I wouldn't normally do and it was driving me crazy. Anyways, I don't wanna feel totally out of control and like I'm a slave to my emotions, I said that. I don't wanna keep having these, this disgusting feeling in the pit of my stomach as often as I do that I have no idea how to get rid of. <clears throat> that being said, now we got to flip that on its ass and get clear on what our destination is. So four things I do do want. Number one, I do want to wake up and be super fucking excited about the day, about what the day entails, because it involves me doing what I do best and being who I be best. I do want to leverage my fears and my doubts for fuel to show others that I am no different than they are. I've simply taken more time to develop a healthy relationship with my fears and my doubts. And this one, I am going to dive into hard. Now, back in 2018, I started doing something that became a ritual for me. And it enabled me to get a hold of my depression. And by get a hold of my depression, I mean, getting rather than depression getting a hold of me, I was able to manage it, not get rid of it, because it's always there lingering in the background. That's been my experience. It's lingering in the background, it's how much, think about driving in a car with your depression. Sometimes it's in the trunk, sometimes it's in the back seat, sometimes it's close in the passenger seat, and then sometimes it takes over the fucking wheel. What can we do as men? to kick depression into that passenger seat, the back seat, and then finally the trunk and take over the wheel so that we can drive the car that is our lives to the destination where we wanna go. There is no room for depression to be the driver of your life for an extended period of time. There just isn't. You've got too much to accomplish. There's too much riding on it. There's too many people counting on you to take over the wheel and drive the car that is your life. That being said, In 2018, I started having conversations with The Block. Now, what is The Block? The Block is what I call that piece of shit voice slash entity inside me that tells me I can't do this, that I'm going to fail. Everybody's going to think you're an idiot. Who's going to listen to your podcast? Nobody wants your journal. Why are you talking about this? It only makes sense for you. You're, You're not nearly as smart as you think you are. Carl, look at your body compared to his. He's way better than you. Look how strong he is compared to you. Look how successful they are compared to you. That's the block inside me. And the reason why I call it a block is because it's located in my solar plexus and I see it as being a transparent cube. So what I started doing is I realized for a long time that I was just denying this motherfucker. Like he had a lot of things to tell me and I was just denying him, shutting him down, whether that that was with, (coughs) excuse me, alcohol or my addiction of choice, Netflix. I would just binge on Netflix or maybe it's YouTube. That's what I would do to shut down. And I would completely ignore the block. But here's the thing, whatever your block is or whatever you wanna call it, it has something extremely valuable to share with you. Just like in the gym, that discomfort, that pain, that is a sign that you are on the right track, not the wrong track. So you wanna make sure you are very close with that discomfort. You have a really good relationship with it. Like today, the gym or the workout I had this morning, man, there were so many times where I wanted to dial down the weight where I wanted to like cut down on the reps, cut down on the time because it was extremely uncomfortable. Like even I, I it's 9:30 right now. I've been the workout's been done for over 2 hours and I am still feeling it. Like it was an un, it was an incredible it was a level 3. It was a level 3 today for sure. It was fucking awesome. Um ah 2.75. I won't give it a 3. <coughs> but anyways, The reason it was so good is because I know that when that pain is there, I am on the right track. And yet when it comes to emotional pain, what we do is we pull a U-turn. We come up to that pain and then we pull a U-turn and we start going the other way and we miss the point. So what I did was rather than pulling a U-turn, I followed that path and I did it by journaling with my block every single morning. I had specific questions that I was asking to create a communication, a back and forth relationship with it. Because I realized, that just like it with human beings, if you wanna have a really good relationship with a human being, what do you need to do? You You need to be vulnerable, you need to be open, you need to listen, you need to share, you need to be honest. So that's what I started doing with my block. I started respecting him. I started listening to him. I started opening up to him. I started listening to him. I started asking him questions. What is it that you are trying to tell me here? And every single time without fail, when I started asking him those questions, turns out he was leading me exactly to where I wanted to go. Like my life is so much better in so many aspects right now because I started listening to him and him and I have a fucking amazing relationship right now. Um, An amazing relationship requires constant communication and constant expansion together. And that's what I've been doing with my block. So that's a recommendation that I would give for you. So let's keep going. That was a fucking huge side note. (coughs) Number four, I do want to experience joy and bliss in even the simplest of moments because I am in tune with the present moment and choose to experience gratitude for all that I have and all that I am. Now, when I said the last side note, when I said the last four or since New Year's, have been amazing, that is my bar. That is my bar, when I can reflect back on the day and I can literally pick moments where I just felt this unbelievable joy. And yesterday there was like five of them. So it's just, and they're, it's just little things, little things. Getting back to what I said in the previous episode, enjoy the little things, for one day you may look back and realize they were the big things. All right, before we move on to question number three, do you have your notable quotable picked out yet. Like have you t- have you time-stamped something that I have said either or maybe it was Alex's quote or maybe it's something that came to you. If you don't have it yet, make sure you have it before we finish off the last two questions. And then of course you are going to go to the link in the show notes to get your free MMU blueprint so you can crush this shit, stop the mental and emotional masturbation and move from inspiration to implementation and ignite the impact you wish to see in your world. All right, question number three, what is your inspiration? This is where we're talking to that inner voice, that piece of wisdom that is unique to you and can guide you exactly where you wanna go. Well, side note first and foremost, uh, I'm loving the unintentional flow of the last three episodes and the one that's coming up because so far, It turns out one MMU is spilling quite nicely into the next. So case in point, in the last MMU I talked about how I wish I had the knowledge and wisdom to help my clients track behavior as opposed to weight. Now, had we been doing that, we we would have had so much more to celebrate and we would not be trapped in a world of illusion where we think happiness will come as a result of the number that we see on the scale. Now, isn't it amazing How we can witness other people making mistakes, and it is so clear to us what mistake they're making, yet when we're the ones making the mistake, we are completely oblivious to it, or it's completely oblivious to us. Now, this reminds me of a quote. I think it was Mark Twain who said, "No question is so difficult to answer as that to which the answer is obvious," and when it's staring right in our face. But when we're when we are in our own storms, it's really, really hard to open our eyes and see what's going on. So. I mentioned earlier that I feel like a total failure since I quit my corporate job six years ago, even though that's not fucking true whatsoever, (coughs) Um, if I actually reflect on how much I've expanded. But let's, let's just entertain that from an entrepreneurial standpoint. Why is that? It's because I've been staring at the number on the scale and seeing that it hasn't changed much. Except in business, when I'm talking about the number on the scale, what we're really talking about is a few other things. talking about the bank account we're talking about number of followers number of likes number of shares that we have well guess what all those like all those things have one thing in common they are all things you can't control remember the part i emphasized from alex focusing on what you can control those are outcomes and as much as we humans like to believe that we can control outcomes guess what ultimately we can't what we can control is the behavior that will most likely lead to those outcomes Now, I have found that so much of my unhappiness, anxiety, and depression is not just business, but in life, comes from me focusing on trying to control or change the things that are, at the end of the day, out of my control. Now, since that is an argument that I'd find very hard to debate, maybe I've been looking at success the wrong way. Maybe I've been focusing on the wrong things, and I want you to think about this from your perspective. We're only three days, well, actually right now, we're six days into the new year, And I already feel like I'm succeeding big time. And why is that? Because there's a degree of ease and consistency and pride behind the activities I'm engaging in, both in business and everyday life, that I was totally missing before. And there's the key word, feel. Success in business and in life has always been and always will be a matter of how we feel. Now this reminds me of one of the best quotes I've ever heard from Tom Bilyeu. Success is all about how I feel about myself when I'm by myself. And you know when I feel best about myself when I'm by myself? When I am crushing my controllables. So let's go to question number four. What is your implementation? First, An implementation is a small, specific, and simple step that you're gonna take within the next 24 hours. You are not gonna use the motivation you have right now, load on a bunch of weight that represents a one rep max for you, go into the gym and try to crush that shit. No, this needs to be sustainable. You are thinking about a rep that you may be able to repeat over and over again, or something that you have 100% confidence you can lift no problem. So how do we come up with the implementation step though? Well, this is going to be an actionable answer to the quality question. So we have to revisit that quality question. What can I do to become the master of my emotions so that no matter what the weather is inside me, I'm still able to continue along my path to success? So here we go for you. What can you do to become the master of your emotions so that no matter what the weather is inside of you, you're still able to continue along your path to success? Well, we start off with the I am statement because if you want to get shit done, you have to link it up to who you are. And for me, inside of emotional health and fitness, my I am statement is this. I am the master of my emotions. Now, before we get into the small, specific, and simple step, we gotta go into the gym and figure out, okay, which strategy am I gonna use in order to become the master of my emotions? And the way, <coughs> the strategy that I'm using that works super well in the gym is then versus now. Then versus now. It is, it is imperative in my mind, when it comes to physical health and fitness, that people take glamour shots. Glamour shots. There is a really good chance that a lot of what you want to accomplish with regards to your body has to do with your physique and your physical appearance. If you step on the scale, that will not tell you exactly what is going on. That is a horribly inaccurate measure of what you're doing. Unless you have a REMFO scale like me, which measures your body mats and uh, sorry, uh, body fat, uh, muscle mass, uh, like bone density, bone density, visceral fat, all that jazz. That's cool. But at the end of the day, when I'm looking in the mirror, for example, do my muscles look jacked and do I have a fucking six pack? Yes or no. I won't know unless I'm looking at pictures because the huge turning point for me was realizing that I went an entire year and I didn't take pictures and my body looked the same at the end of the year, which is horseshit. And then when I started taking pictures, that's a really good indicator. Carl, is your six pack getting more visible? yes or no look at the picture from week to week you can see it getting better there you go or you can see it not changing which means you know you need to change something so having those indicators but inside the gym as well without the physique things are you tracking your lifts like <clears throat> i have one workout that i do on a monthly basis that tests strength and stamina and endurance and flexibility and mobility actually as well so I will know and I'm writing that shit down. So I know month to month are my workouts that I'm, con- or are my training sessions that I'm engaging in on a weekly basis contributing to the end result that I want to achieve, which is to improve those numbers. I want to improve the way I look, the way I feel and I perform. So you gotta know what those things are. And you have to make sure you've got your then versus now. So you have something to look back on to know whether or not what you're doing is actually working. So every single small specific and simple step starts off the same day. Or same way, we say today at, and then you write down the time. I am committed to, and you write down your commitment. So today at 1:45 p.m., I am committed to adding the weekly R4, which is reflect, review, revise, and recognize, to my journal, the Ignite the Impact Journal, so that my feelings of success are based on my growth and commitment to the controllables, not the bullshit metrics I've allowed my self-esteem and my emotional state to be based on in the past. So like I said, I feel best about myself when I'm by myself, when I'm keeping my commitments to myself. So every single week, what I do is I'm writing down like I've got my prep work and it has a score. That score on a weekly basis is 42. That's it. I've got eight different things I need to do. Seven of those things are, uh, I have to do five times a week. One of those things I do every day, seven times. So that's a total of 42 points. Those are my controllables and those are also known as my critical compounding commitments, the things that I have learned over time that if I get those done, everything else falls into place and hitting my targets becomes a no fucking brainer. So I have that in an app called Done. Maybe I'll put a link in the show notes if I remember to that as well. Anyway, so at the end of the week, I can look, what did I score out of 42? Did I score a 24? Well, that fucking sucks. Did I score 48? Because you can go over and this week I'm definitely going over. But that's amazing. So I want to make sure I'm reflecting on that stuff so I can generate those feelings of success because ultimately it's the feelings that we are looking for. So diving into the long story long for this episode of Inspired by Impact. The moment we make success about achieving a goal instead of achieving a feeling is the moment we have set ourselves up to lose. What feelings represent success to you and what activity-based habits can you develop And ingrain in order to feel successful inside yourself. As cliche as it sounds, success can and will never be found outside of yourself. So if you're looking for success, it's pretty obvious where you need to look first. All right, my brother, now that we are done today's MMU, here's a quote from Tim Ferriss that I want you to tattoo in your mind. Someday is a disease that will take your dreams to the grave with you. So unless you want to take all of your dreams to the grave with you, here's what I am challenging you to do RFN right fucking now. Go to ignitetheimpact.com slash MMU to download your free mental muscle-up blueprint so that every day you can invest just 10 minutes towards igniting the impact you wish to see in your world. Until next time, my brother. We got this.